0: We are on Daf Te Okay. So, what we had been discussing yesterday was the idea that if it is exactly half and half in terms of half the Fali Yisrael are Tameh when it comes time to bring in the government of Hesach and half the Fali Yisrael are Tahor are ritually pure. So, then what they do is they can bring it at the same time, but they don't bring it in the same group because we don't want the people who are Tahor to become Tameh from the people who are Tameh. And then we said, let's say it gets more than half and half. Let's say one more person pushes it over the top because he also becomes ritually impure. So then you'll have more than half of Kali Yisrael will be Tameh. So what would happen over there? So the Gemara said yesterday that And that teaches us that if you're Really, 50-50, half of Pali Yisrael half of Pali and then one more person becomes Tame. So it's only one more than exactly half. It doesn't change anything. Since if it was exactly half, you would not be permitted to sacrifice it when you're in a state of ritual impurity. Then right now, you also are not going to sacrifice it when you're in a state of ritual impurity until you get to the majority being ritually impure. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says something further. Afilu Let's say one entire Shavit, one of the 12 Shvatan becomes completely Tameh, everybody becomes Tameh. And everybody else, or every other Shavit is completely Tahar. The Shavit that is Tameh, since the entire Shavit is Tameh, it has the status of their entire group of Israelites being Tameh. And therefore, they can bring the carbon Pesach when they're all Tameh. However, they don't bring it together with the other people who are all tahar, right? So we thought it had to be the majority of people have to be tame to permit taking it when you're in a state of impurity. And the answer was they don't have to all be tame. They don't have to be the majority. It just has to be even if just one whole it, that's one discrete unit, is majority tame. That's already sufficient. But they bring it separately. They don't bring it together because we don't want the people who are tame to make people who are tahar. My time Shemin, what's the reason for he says that one tribe is also called Kahal a assembly and we said earlier that as long as most of the assembly is Tame then indeed they bring it in a state of impurity. Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Yudha says, Rabbi argues he says if if even just one shavit is Tameh and everybody else is Tahar they could all bring it together in a state of ritual impurity carbon because when it comes to a carbon tiber, a communal offering, it is not chaluk, it is not split up. View the savor, shave it a View agrees clearly that even when one shave it, it becomes tame, they themselves can bring it, even though it's not the majority of all Israel. So he also clearly agrees that one tribe is called a kahal, an assembly. That he, ha- he can't argue on that. However, when we look at this. Uh, Instead of looking at it as the numbers of each tribe separately, we look at it as is there one discrete unit that is currently Tameh? That's already enough to be considered its own entity, and now it's half and half. And you cannot split up a carbon Ciber. Then they could all bring it together in a state of ritual impurity. It's was stated. Hal Yisrael mechtet, mechtet, half the martar, half the Rav, mit mehen Rav says, you know what to do? I'll tell you what to do. If it's half and half, Okay, very simple, very simple uh, etza, very simple solution. Just allow one person to become tame by touching a It's a dead creepy crawl, thing, And then what will happen is, then, then we'll be good to go, because then I'll be more than half. So, says, what's the Gemara says, What's the impetus to allow somebody to become tame? What's the goal over here? What's the game? Just allow one half of Fali Yisrael tame, bring it as one whole group. The other half at her, bring out their old group. What's the great push to do everyone together? The Amarat, as Rav said, mm-hmm. Rav is okay saying that they each do it by themselves. So why would he say, maybe make the suggestion that they should have one more person become Tameh, and then they'll tip the scale to being more than half of the people Tameh. Amri, so they'll say, what are we talking about over here? The Temean were already more than the Tahar by one. If so, then why do you need one more person to become Tame? You're already more than half of the people are Tame. You already reached the majority of people Tame. So let them all bring it in the state of Tama. He was like a Masia. The American says, One individual who's Tame cannot push the entire community to be considered as a community of Tame people. Right? If it was 50 50, You weren't able to define the community as Tame. So one more person becoming Tame is not enough to push it over the top, right? We learned this yesterday. Interesting idea. I was thinking about it today, you know, that the idea of that if even one more person is Tame, in theory, you would have said the entire community gets pushed over by that one person. We find a very similar idea in Kedushin, which we're going to be learning in about a year and a half, right? The Gemara tells us in Kedushin that every individual should always look at himself at every moment as if in his life he has done half mitzvahs, half abeiras. And the next action is going to define, is he a person who does mitzvahs in general or a person who does averis in general? And even more than that, the Gemara tells us that we should look at the entire world as if the entire world right now is half has done half mitzvah, half avera over their lifetime. So our next action can define the entire world. So that's true, the Gemara is telling us, in terms of when we do a good deed, that we could be machria, we could push everybody along with us. But for one person who becomes tame, that cannot push everybody. Gemara then asks, Back to the Gemara. If so, that every, they already were more than 50% of the people were Tameh. So, Hajjah Kashila Duchta. So, then why does Rabba say, right, why does Rab say that we should allow one more person to become Tameh? We already reached more than half of the people Tameh. Then let each of bring it by themselves. Rather, this is what you have to say. If there is a Tana who agrees with the first first Tana in the Paraisa, the Ammar who says, Palgo Palga when it's 50-50, 50% are coming, 50% are tahar, abdi they cannot all bring it in a state of ritual impurity. The And also he must hold like Rebi The Amar says in carbon that if, if there is a uh, sacrifice that is supposed to be brought on behalf of the entire community, in this example, it's a little bit interesting because we're not talking about one sacrifice to be brought on behalf of the entire community. We're talking about the carbon Pesach of each of us, right? But it's still called the carbon seaber. He says, I don't want the carbon seabre to be split up. So therefore, we should allow one, one of them to become Tameh with a creepy crawly. But, but, but Ula, however, argues. And he says, He says, instead of empowering one of them or commanding one of them to become Tameh, rather what we should do is we should send one of them far away before Pesach. What's that, lacha? If somebody is far away before Pesach comes, then they are no longer obligated to bring a government Pesach. Now, what happens when you send somebody far away? How does that solve the problem? You take one of the people who are tahar, who are in a state of ritual purity. Right now, ten thousand Jews are tamei, ten thousand Jews are tahar. If you take one of the people who are tahar, you say, "Get out of here! Jump on the Concord and fly to Antarctica and land in Antarctica and be there for Pesach." Right? So now you no longer have ten thousand Jews who are tahar because you can only count the Jews who are able to bring a karba. So now you only have 9,999 Jews who are tahar and ten thousand who are tamei. The Yitta Gemara then asks, Well, why does Ula say you should send them away? What's the big deal? Let him become Tame through touching a Sharet. The Savar, Sheikhat and Al tameh He says, No, you know, the problem is if somebody becomes Tame through touching a Sharet, indeed, later we can shech the carbon Pesach for him, even though right now he is ritually impure. What will happen is he can go to the mikvah today on Arab Pesach, and then as soon as nightfall comes, since the Tumah of a Sharet is a very small Tumah, the that leaves at nightfall after you've gone to the Mikvah. So even if right now he is in a state of ritual impurity, you can still shach the carbon Pesach on his behalf, because by the time it comes to eating it, he will be able to eat it. The Gemara says Vietamena Well, why don't we make him tameh through touching a dead body? Because that doesn't go away. That quickly goes away in the 70s. The Gemara says Midacheo ata If you make him tameh by touching a dead person, you're going to push him off for being able to bring a carbon chagiga, As we learned previously, the carbon chagiga is supposed to be brought on the 15th day of of Sukkot and not 15th day, sorry, the 15th day of Nisan and on the 15th day of uh, Tishrei and on the sixth day of Siban, you bring a carbon chagiga right? On Yam right? Now, if you make him Tame with a Tame mace, he's not going to end up being able to bring a carbon chagiga at all, right? Because he brings the carbon, if he becomes Tame, he's going to be Tame for seven days, so he won't be able to bring a carbon chagiga So what Ula solved is instead of saying make him Tame, send him away and send him away that he could be back here by the end of Pesach. And then he'll be able to bring a carbon chagiga later. The Gemara says, What do you mean? Why are you concerned about the carbon chagiga? But by definition, the solution of making a come would push him off from being able to bring a carbon base. And that doesn't seem to bother you. The Gemara says, The Gemara says, we have a makeup date, right? The only thing for which there's a makeup date is Karban Pesach if you're in a state of ritual impurity at the first Pesach on Nisan, or if you're far away from Eretz Yisrael during Nisan, you're not able to bring a carbon. So you wait till the second Pesach to come around. You wait for the 15th day of ER and then you bring carbon. The Gemara says, we may One second. If you're talking about f- fulfilling the problem later, then even if he becomes Tameh through touching a dead body, he could still bring a Karban Chagiga on the seventh day of Pesach. Because if he becomes Tameh on Eretz Pesach, that's day one. If you count those days, day seven is the sixth day of Pesach, he's Tameh. But on the seventh day of Pesach, he bring a chagiga. The will be the eighth day after becoming Tameh. A famous question that the Gemara Chagiga discusses will get up there before you know it. The Gemara Chagiga discusses like this The fact that we bring a carbon chagiga. we have a mitzvah to bring it on the first day of Pesach. Now, if we do not bring it on the first day of Pesach, you're allowed to bring it on any of the other days. But if you're not obligated to bring it on the first day of Pesach, because you're ritually impure on the first day of Pesach, then you have no mitzvah to even bring it the next seven days. (laughs) If you're able to bring a carbon chagig on the first day, then you're able to bring it on any day. Any time where you're not able to bring it on the first day, because you're ritually impure, then you're also not able to bring it on any of the days either. I'll be right. The Gemara says like this. Anytime where you cannot bring the carbon chagiga on the first day of Pesach because the person's in a state of ritual impurity, then even when he becomes kahar on the eighth day of Pesach, since the carbon chagiga only comes as a tashlumen, as a um, uh, not reimbursement, but as a replacement for the fact that you didn't bring it on the first day, you're only eligible to bring the replacement if you were in a state where you were able to bring it on the first day. But you, for some reason, you didn't. But if the person was tameh, ritually impure, on the first day of Pesach, you can't bring it at all. Amar lohu, Reb Nachman. Reb Nachman says like this: Zilu ba'amru le'ula. Go tell Ula. Matzais de'akar sicha u u'mishkanah b'rahit. I don't understand. Your whole solution is is based on a premise that somebody's going to sacrifice his Pesach and make himself tameh just so everyone else could bring their carbon Pesach. Who who's going to do this, right? He doesn't like this and therefore he's saying i like rob's answer better that you should make yourself ritually impure which is which is more likely than someone jumping up and leaving and leaving uh, jerusalem for pesach it was such a special time it was stated how you let's say the majority of khali are Zubin, right so zav is someone who's had a an emission from his eva right from his organ and it is not and it's the type of emission that renders you ritually impure. Tame mason and some individuals from Kali Israel became Tame Mes. They were Tame due to touching a dead body, but not because being a Omar Rav, Rav says, Ison Tame Mason ain't an Aisan loy Risha and The people who are Tame Mes are not going to be able to bring it, not the first Pesach, not the second Pesach. Risha in they can't bring it on the first day of Pesach, the first fifteenth day of Nisan. They have a miuta; they are only the minority of Kali Yisrael. Miuta le'abdi berushin. And if a minority of Kali Yisrael is tameh, they don't bring it at all on the first on the first pesach. They wait for the second one. Mesheni nami le'abdi. They also cannot bring the carbon pesach on the second pesach time. Koleichad abdi tibber berushin, aved yachid mesheni. Any time where the community brings it on the on the first pesach, then the individuals can bring it on the second pesach. Koleichad le'abdi tibber berushin, lo aved yachid mesheni. Anytime where there's not a tibor a community doing it on the first pesach, then you can't have a, the individual do it on the second one. Um, Shmuel. Shmuel says, "Zilu amrule laaba, go tell Abba." Abba is the name for Rav. It says that Klal Yisrael should keep the pesach at, at its time period. Right? How do you how do you explain what this means? So he says, "Zilu go and say to him." He have a kulu in When everybody's in a state of Zaven, What are we going to do? How are they going to bring the Passover of Pesach? In a case where it's just not possible to bring it, then it's not possible. So over here, not possible to do it. It was stated. The majority of Israel became Tame through touching a dead body. And part of Israel is also Tame, the rest of them, but they are Tame, the minority, through becoming a Zav. There is no way to have a... um, a replacement for a carbon pesach that was prophet In other words, like this if the majority of Kali Israel was tame through Tameh mace, what's the halacha? Well, we learned that halacha. Everybody who's tame mace should all come and bring the carbon pesach on the first pesach, right? First of Nisa. Now, the individuals who were zovin, they're not allowed to bring the carbon pesach when they're is zov. As we said, that that's not something for which you can bring the carbon pesach when you're in that state of ritual impurity. However, when it comes to the second pesach, since the majority of Kali Israel was tame for the first pesach, The entire idea of having a second Pesach is only applicable when the first Pesach people were Tahar. When even the first Pesach people were Tameh, there's no compensation. Ravada Barava says, He disagrees, he says, even in that case where the majority of Kuali are Tameh Mes and the minority is Tameh Zav, you still have the ability to bring a, a compensatory offering on the 15th of Nisan, even though it was a carbon Pesach that came in a state of ritual impurity. Name of Hakemefri. Let us say that this is what they argued about. The one who says that there is no such thing as a Tashlumen, as a uh, replacement for something that came in a state of ritual impurity, he held. he He says that Toma is pushed off by when the community is all coming. And The one who says that there is a an ability to have a replacement for a parum peisach that came in a state of ritual impurity, kassavah he held. Tumah Hutzhah he yelled that the Tumah, becomes Hutzhah Batzibah, becomes completely permitted, and it is exactly the same halacha as any other uh, Pesach, when everybody is in a state of ritual impurity. Amri, no, that's not the Makhlechus. like not true. Alma tuma I'm sorry, Dekhuli Batzibah. Everybody agrees that tuma is not pushed off completely and completely annulled. It's just that since you have no choice, you have to bring it in this state. But hopefully, what's the Makhlechus dependent on whether or not when the majority of Kali Yisrael are in the first Pesach, whether or not there is a replacement in the second Pesach, what's the machlekes? Mar Sever, one of them held. Tahara mid Chaya, right? So, the um, turning the page now, one of them held that the state of Tahara, the fact that people will be Tahar, that will push off the, um, that will push the, when people are Tahar, then you can push off the Pesach the second time for the people who are Tamay. Toma leyman Chaya. However, when the Toma, when the first Karman Pesach on the 15th of Nisan, came And already in a state of Tumah, and that's a, a lesser ideal situation. And therefore, you cannot push it off the Pesach Sheni for people who are actually actually Tame only on Pesach Sheni. Umar Savar, Afilu tuma Nami Mithaya. And the other one says that no, even if people are Tame during the first, first Pesach, that also can push off the carbon Pesach that people who are Tame, but not Tame in a way that they're permitted to bring when they're Tame, they don't get to bring it in. They, they do get to bring it in the second carbon, the, the carbon Pesach in the second Pesach. Itmar, they're shlishtan Let's say a third of Klal Yisrael are zavin. They became tamei through, through zav, right? And zav renders you ritually impure, but not able to make the karmen faceach. Vishlishtan and a third of Klai Yisrael are tahar completely. Vishlishtan tamei mesim, and a third of Klal Yisrael, Yisrael are tamei due to touching a dead person, right? So what exactly is the status over here? What do we consider this? So. Amr Rabbi, Rabbi says. Amr Rabbi Mani Bar Patish, Bar says. Eisent may mason the people who became tamei to touch in the dead. in and Eisent The people who are tamei one third of the Yisrael is completely tamei. They cannot bring it on the first. They cannot bring it on the second. For Rishan they can't bring it on the first. because the zavin together with the Tahirim. Who are, they're going to make it that the majority of Kali Israel is not in a state of Tamemes, and therefore the, the Zavin aren't, aren't able to bring in a state of ritual impurity, and therefore when you look at the entire uh, picture, the entirety, the aggregate of Kali Israel, one third is Tahar, one third are Zavin. So only one third is Tamemes. So the Tamemes are the Miat, are the minority. And people who are in the minority do not bring it on the first karma Pesach. They're not bringing Karban Pesach on the first. Pesach. They don't bring it on the second Pesach either. Why? Now he says like this, the people who were Zub in a Pesach Rishon, they weren't able to bring it. Now what we have is two-thirds of Qalai Yisrael have not yet brought the government Pesach. And Havi Ruba, but now it's already the majority of Qalai Yisrael did not yet bring the government Pesach. And when it's the majority of Qalai Yisrael, right, it's a loophole, right, it's a real catch-22 situation. The majority of Qalai Yisrael is Tame when the first Pesach came around, even though one third of them are not able to bring it at all. If everybody was, if two thirds of Kali Yisrael were Tameh and able to bring it the first Pesach, great, we would push it off. We would say the majority of people are Tameh. But the Tumu of Azov does not push off Pesach. So they're not able to bring it on the first Pesach. The people who are Tame mace are only one third by themselves they're not able to bring it on the first Pesach. It comes along with the second Pesach. Two-thirds of Kali Yisrael did not bring the carbon pesach. When there's a majority of Kali Yisrael that did not yet bring the carbon Pesach on the 15th of Nisa. When you get to the fifteenth of ER, there's no such thing as overriding and having a replacement. New Mishnah. The Pesach, that the blood was sprinkled. Afterwards, it became known that the that the person who was supposed to be eating the Karmen Pesach was tameh. The titz, right, the special um, the, the headplate that the Kohen uh, would wear would be maratza. It would help achieve that it still, it still does its necessary uh, um, intentions and and it, it satisfies the atonement. Uh, let's say the person who, the person who, the owner, right, becomes Tameh, because of uh, through, through touching a dead person, and the tits is not going to be him. it won't help for him. As we say, ha the case of a Nazir, and someone who's bringing the carbon Pesach, the tits will help achieve something for the, will help achieve the desired output for someone who became tame of the blood. But not for someone himself who became tame this doesn't help him. If it becomes tame through a Tumas tahaim, then the titz is Murata, then the, the head plate will achieve the necessary um, components, right? Now, what's the case of Tumas tahaim? The case of Tumas tahaim is what literally means the Tumah, the impurity of tahaim, of the deep. What it's referring to is like this. Someone was in a house and did not realize that actually underneath this house, there was someone buried. And then some way or other, he found out that there was someone buried in that house. And he only found out later. So that's a different type of, of Tuma. And if he only found out after the Karp of that was already brought, then the tzitz would be meratzeh for him. Because since it was not a Tuma that he had any way to know about, the will actually be meratzeh. Taima de the The reason why is because it was first sprinkled blood, and then only afterwards did he find out that he was tameh. Ava naida va'achakach naida. But if he knew that he was tameh, and then... The blood was sprinkled, lay merata. Then it certainly will not help. The Gemara says, "Vere minu." I'll ask a contradiction. Al matzit merata. What is the tits going to help for? Al hadam for blood that became tameh. V'al basur for meat that became tameh. V'al for the fat, shinit that became tameh. Bein b'shegeg, bein b'mezid. Whether it is b'shegeg, whether it is b'mezid. Bein b'ayin es, bein baratzin. Whether it is intentional, whether it is forced, or whether it is intentional whether it is for the community, whether it is for individuals. In all these cases, the tits will achieve the necessary uh, um, um, uh, satisfaction, I guess we should say, in terms of the carbon achieving its purpose. Amar avina, so when, when it comes to somebody who became impure, whether it was intentional or unintentional um, impurity. Then the offering is going to work because of the tits. Zrikaseh if, the, zirika, if the, the sprinkling of the blood was done in a state of ritual impurity but unintentionally, then will still achieve its necessary, its required um, atonement. But if it's done intentionally, then it's not going to work. If the sprinkling of the blood is done, whether it's intentional, unintentional, in a state of ritual impurity, it will achieve the necessary component. But if, it, if it's talking about the toma, if it's done in, in unintentionally, it will still work. If it's done intentionally, it will not work. That which we wrote, whether it is in unintentional, whether it's intentional, this is really what we mean. If it became in unintentionally, and then it was sprinkled, whether it was unintentional or whether it was intentional, it will achieve the necessary uh, um, uh, propitiation. And that which we write that in the, in the Mishnah. That in a case where the, the blood was sprinkled and then afterwards he was notified or he realized, he recognized that he was Tameh. we thought to say it's only going to work in a case where first blood was sprinkled and then afterwards you found out you were Tameh. But if you first um, uh, found out that you're Tameh then afterwards you sprinkled the blood, the implication was, it would not work and it wouldn't achieve atonement for you. Indeed, the Mishnah was not specific. And even if you first found out that your tummy and then afterwards the blood was sprinkled, it still would work. The tits would still help achieve the, um, the, the necessary result. So why is there a case where it was sprinkled and then afterwards found out that your tummy? Because we need to say in the end, that if your gut becomes tummy, if your body becomes tummy, the, the tzitz is not going to achieve any sort of atonement is even if you would first sprinkle and then afterwards find out, but if the Tumah is in your actual body and not Tumah with the meat, not Tumah with the blood, then the tits cannot help. help. So once we said that the safer case is talking about even if you first sprinkled and then found out. So in the ratio we also said, in the beginning of the mission we also said the case where first you sprinkled and then you found out. But in truth, it doesn't make a difference. Even if you would have found out first and then sprinkled, it still would have achieved atonement if the Tumah, was in the blood or the meat. Nitma Tumas The Mishnah continues and says that if he became tameh, the Tumas Tahaim, with his impurity of deep, then the tits will work, even though it's his body. Baruch the question. A Kayan who is helping to achieve, you know, the the necessary components with their carbonase When when we say that Tumas are we referring also to a kain that if the Kayan finds out that he was tameh after the fact? Or are we not talking about that case. Do we say that the law of is only true about the Bailam? That when the owners of the carbon find out later, but by the Kayan we don't say this, or do we say that the, the Halacha basically is that when it's the Zivcha, in the case of a carbon, it can achieve atonement afterwards. It's across the board, whether it is the Kayan who finds out later that he was ritually impure due to what we call Tomas Tuhayim, that he was in a house that they had someone buried underneath the house, no reason to think so, or it's the owner, or it's the owner of the carbon, same thing. Rava says, Tashamak, come on your proof. The Tani Rebbechia, Rebbechia stated, When we talk about the Tomas Tahaim in our Mishnah, that you can still achieve atonement afterwards, we only say that for a mace, for a dead person. What are you you referring to that if you only found out afterwards that there was a dead person buried? What are we referring to? Is it not coming to exclude the case of Toma of a Toma in the deep, of a Sharet, of a creepy crawly thing? What are we talking about here? If we're referring to that the owners of the carbon have become tame and they found that after the carbon was brought, what's the case? Who are we talking about here? Ibn Nazir, for referring to a Nazir, someone who's a Nazir. Nima Hani Bey, a Nazir who became ritually impure through touching a, um, a, a sharetz, right? Does that actually make him ritually impure to the extent that he can't bring a carban? Doesn't say that. The only thing that a Nazir is not allowed to become Tameh for, and that when he becomes Tameh to this type of thing, is Nazirus, his state of uh, being a Nazir, is over. That's only true. He Yamas Mesa love Amarachmana when he becomes Tameh through a dead body. It must be referring to when someone is bringing a carbon Pesach. This works according to the one who says This works according to the one who says that you do not bring a carbon Pesach and sprinkle the blood for people who became Tame for the touching of a Sharet, right? And what we're saying is that why does a mission have to be talking about someone who became Tame through Tame Mace when you talk about the Tomas Hatahaim? He found that afterwards there was a dead body buried. Why couldn't he find that afterwards that there was a dead Sharetz buried under the house? Why does it have to be a dead body specifically? Well, according to the one who says that when the only type of coma for which you can have a carbon paste, if the majority of people are Tame, would be the type of Toma that's Tame Mace, Tame from a dead body, but not Tame from Tame Sharetz. But according to the one who says that you can sprinkle. And you can slaughter on behalf of someone who became Tame through a If even, even when he, we know for sure that he became Tame, and he knows you still can shaft for him, well, a Toma that he had no way of knowing at all at the time of the Shkit and Drika, wouldn't it certainly be true? It must become Ichivadikai that the priest, and this is true even by a Kain, and we see that even a Kain who became ritually impure, the Kayan who was doing the service, and after he finished the service, he found out that he's ritually impure, it still does the trick, it is the So the Gemara says, Loy, it's not approved. Indeed, we're talking about where the owner had become Tameh, We're We're coming to exclude the case of a Tomas satahaim of a Ziva, that if someone became a Zav, right, this, You know, he has this discharge, right, and he became Tameh, but I'm guessing once again, uh, yeah, you're probably right, Earl, we're probably we probably mean, means a way in which you had no way at all to know that you had become Tame through this. Now, in the case of a dead body, it would be underneath the house. In the case of a Sharetz, it would be that you touched something thinking that it was, you know, I don't know, something, and really it was something else. What we're dealing with is that you didn't know, but there was no way for you to know, but you found that afterwards, that's what you did. And by Azav also would be a similar idea.